If I could describe to give my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco, and I'm so excited that you decided to show up for yourself and join me here on the Get My Life Tour. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome and thank you. And if you've been rocking with me since we've been on tour, shout outs to you and thank you for returning. I I'm so excited, like always, for this stop of the tour, but I'm super excited because today's guest is all things fabulous. I mean, fabulous. Wait till you see her. You've probably already seen her because she is just so bomb, and I am grateful to have her. So without further ado, help me welcome Stacey Michelle to the Get My Life Tour. Hey, hey. (laughs) Hey, hey, Uh, you, you know, every time I see you on my timeline or if I was like literally flying on a plane and saw your face on the cover of a magazine, I just get so excited. Yes. I mean, the the feeling feelings mutual. (laughs) You know, I'm let me just go ahead and intro you to the people because they need to know how dope you are. Stacey Michelle hasn't worked a day in the last eight years. Has it been nearly 10 years already that you've been killing it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, just go with the intro. I'm so excited. But for the last eight years, she has explored nearly every professional facet of fashion. But none of it has ever felt like work because she's so magical. She has a keen fashion sense and has manifested so many opportunities for herself through her sense of fashion, her ability to be an incredible media correspondent and fashion correspondent. And she's had this gift since childhood, you know, being one of, you know, a few children, you get to, you know, get some fashion sense of your own, especially when you receive, you know, secondhand clothing or hand-me-down clothing. But that only sparks Stacy's creativity and her ingenuity as well. And with her bubbly personality, her beauty and her brilliance, that has led her to having a fabulous career. Stacy, why are you so magical? Hey, I like this intro. I like this intro. <laughs> you know, Not I mean, I could keep going on. I could keep going. I could. I'm like, okay, your bio is so elaborate, but it's because it's so full of life. I I think that your journey has been incredible and I could not wait to have you here on tour because you are really killing it. Hey, thanks, sis. You know, it's been um been a fun journey, challenging, but you know, I always love opportunities like this just to share. Because, you know, it's the process that always makes it interesting. And, you know, you feel like you can learn from that more than uh, more than anything. So thanks for having me. 
You are welcome. Now, I've already read your bio, um, but in your own words, who is Stacy Michelle? Oh, Stacy is a West Coast bred Seattle native. Um, okay. Now living in Charlotte. Um, I'm passionate about life, um, living a life of happiness with people who just bring light to every experience. Uh, you mentioned I love the world of fashion and entertainment, and uh, I just find the energy to every experience. So if you're out, you're going to have a good time, you know? I love that. I love that. And we met a couple of years ago and I ran into you at a fashion show that was being hosted by Macy's in Florida. And you turned around and I was like, okay, wait a second. She is so fabulous. Your hair was laid. I believe you had on some floral number um, that was a part of their spring collection. And I was like, I have to talk to her. And I remember asking like, hey, can I record you for, you know, Black Enterprise and put you in our women's group? And you were so kind. I... I remember that so vividly because, you know, sometimes you run into people in this industry and they are not the nicest people on earth. And you're like, oh, no, you're so pretty. Why are you not that nice? (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) But ever since that moment, I have been rooting for you. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, and that's one thing that I love is just to make fashion fun because there are a lot of people that get so caught up in front row or you know I'm wearing this or I work for this person but you know at the end of the day it's cotton or you know (laughs) some synthetic fabric and um there's just no reason to be like that you know I mean there is a certain level of confidence that you should have so I definitely agree with Mm. that but you know the the feeling like you're better than or you know I'm blanking on the word I'm trying entitled you know, to act yeah. a certain way is just crazy. So it's like, you know, bring it, bring it back down to life. And so I, I hope we right? that to folks, you know. You most definitely do. And I have to ask, where did your passion for fashion and styling come from? I know in your bio, I touched on you being ingenuous in your childhood, but you've turned this into a career in a lifestyle that you actually, you know, you live. Yeah. I mean, ever since I can remember, I just always loved being creative and, anything creative, you know, from uh, my room would be wallpaper magazine clippings of like Vogue and Cosmo and Beat and all those, you know, like yes. magazines, <laughs> um, you know, and I just love, like that was a passion of mine. I, and at the time I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And I just knew I enjoyed the photography, the art of it all. I, like I said, I got hand-me-downs for my sister, so I had to find cool ways to make them cool, you know, fashionable. Yes. Um, and so just going through school and having experiences within fashion and really trying just a little bit of everything uh, from fashion PR to styling to modeling to designing, uh, I mean, the whole work, it really allowed me to narrow down what my passion was in the fashion industry because you love it all but it's like what do I actually enjoy doing and um it was that styling and and correspondent like talking about it on tv and you know helping other people or brands get their life together with the clothes 
Right. And you've also been very strategic. So you are an HBCU grad and attending Winston State. Okay. Look, how can you even get it out? Right. (laughs) I love it. Yes. HBCU pride, but you studied journalism, right? So when we talk about you knowing all things fashion, you are also this media maven and correspondent. So you have to know what you know for real. Tell me um, why you chose this storytelling um, path and merged it with your passion, you know, in love for fashion. Yeah, you know, I as I mentioned, I think that a lot of people kind of get scared of fashion and think that it is this grandest thing and it's so serious. And so being able to bring it down to real life, like, hey, this is how you can wear some of those hot trends you saw on the runway or, um, you know, being a friendly voice talking about fashion to people who are interested in it, you know, and so whether that's on TV, whether that's writing a story for um, a digital editorial or magazine or, you know, being in person as a host, it just brings life to an industry that seem can seem very intimidating to a lot of folks. And so, um, when I was asked, I think the first uh, uh, TV segment I did on fashion was about what to wear to a Super Bowl party. And, um, <laughs> and you know, I was just like, you know, how do you cross sports and fashion? At the time, there wasn't like more than stats. There wasn't this whole sports fashion connection. You know, the guys were still wearing regular suits. They weren't coming out in the mm-hmm. latest, you know, runway right, trends, tailored. You know? And so... Um, so it was finding ways to connect things that are non-traditional to fashion. And I, and I find that to be really cool and interesting because uh, everybody has to walk out of the house and wear clothes, ideally. So, you know, you can relate fashion <laughs> to everything, right? <laughs> Sometimes. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I love that. And, you know, tell me what it was like breaking into the industry on both sides. Did you have mentors? Were you shadowing people? Did you just throw yourself out there? Were you received by other women, especially women of color in your industry who wanted to, like, take you by the hand and say, Stacey, let's go to the helm? Um, Or did you have a different experience? Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of hard to determine where that breaking in point was. Um, but I will say, mm. as far as breaking into the industry and learning the most at one particular time would be when I was working my first corporate job out of a college at Bayer. And so at that point, I'm able to um, travel to showrooms in New York and um, learn about the trends six months to a year in advance, the colors that are going to be popular, designing from scratch, working with fabrics, like every piece of pie that creates an item of clothing I was involved in. And so that was really eye-opening to know that there's so many pieces that are a part of creating a garment um, and being that piece of the fashion industry. And so after finishing school and working in corporate and realizing I wanted to um, um, work in style, I mean, be a stylist and all this stuff, there weren't a ton of people that were interested in helping me. And so that actually is mm. a push for me, and especially women of color. Um, at the time, it was a, a lot of, I want to get there on my own and be the one that gets there versus I'm going to go up as a team or I'm going to help pull up people along the way. And I don't know if people felt threatened of, of me when I was trying to just ask for some advice. <laughs> you know, I don't Yeah. Um, thankfully there were some opportunities 
with their particular designer, um, named Tara Davis, who allowed me to just do whatever I wanted for her. I'm sure she wasn't complaining, but like, you know, whether it was fashion PR or styling lookbooks, I was able to do those things and really experience them through her. So I appreciate her for that opportunity. Um, but as far as stylists or folks that were doing it, you know, I would receive phone calls that were just non-genuine, you know, as far as the responses. I'm wow. like, I'm not trying to interview. I'm trying to have a mentor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm very passionate about anybody, whether they're, I've had interns that are 14 all the way up to interns that are 40 plus that are both looking to wow. get into fashion and need some guidance. And I just find it so important to be, to have real life experience and to learn from somebody. So I definitely tried the best that I can to offer that to people that reach out. That's incredible. I love how you turned that into something positive and, you know, decided that it would be best for you to create opportunities for others. Both sides, you know, fashion and media are so cutthroat and it's really often about who you know. I think we hear that so many times. You're like, oh, it's okay. I'll just make it on my own. And it's really hard um, to go far by yourself. Right. So shout outs to you for creating opportunities for other women. That is my hats off to you. Thanks. thanks. Someone's got to do it. You, <laughs> okay. Hello, somebody. Right. And, you know, how have you been able to really get the shine for your work? You know, you have to put yourself out there. Your media reel is incredible, right? But I think so many times people work smart or they think they're working smart with their head down and they're not getting recognized for their work. Like, how have you been able to make sure that Stacy is center stage? Uh, I think by putting myself center stage. You know, I think a lot of people mm. wait for an opportunity to be presented to them or they're like, I want to work with this network or this brand. And so I'm just going to wait until that opportunity comes. But, uh, you know, my best effort has came from me just doing it and um, gaining that experience and not waiting on other people. So, um, you know, I went and I <laughs> got a camera off QVC six easy paid so like I didn't know how to use it but I was like hey if I need to set up I need to be ready you know what I mean um learning how to use editing um uh, tools uh shooting photos like everything that I needed to do to produce a full package I wanted to know how to do it myself Mm. so I didn't have to wait on anybody to help me with that and so um by putting myself out there that allowed my allowed me to be seen by other people who then can refer me or then offer opportunities. So nobody knows what you're doing unless you show them what you can do. And so I think that actually taking those steps to putting myself in the mix, putting myself in places of being uncomfortable, uh, trying new things, taking risks, conquering fear, you know, like those are things that uh, really have helped uh, position myself for opportunities that maybe wouldn't have been there or presented if I hadn't. So You know, that is lovely, right? And I hope that, you know, anyone tuning in is taking heed to what you're saying, especially in having to always be learning and to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're just, you know, good with where we're at. And if it comes, it comes. But part of being visible 
you know, comes with actually doing the work and like you said, taking center stage, which is great, right? So this is also to get my life tour, right? So I have to ask you on your journey, what has been a get my life moment for you? Uh, I would say the biggest get my life moment would be when I was laid off from that corporate job that I just was so happy about at the time. Um, I dedicated long hours, late nights to, you know, putting in the work as most people do working a corporate job and um, only to find out that I was disposable. And so it was at that Mm. moment that I realized that I had to get the life that I wanted to live, a life of fulfillment that made me happy where I was doing the things I love doing. And so that negative experience of being laid off actually uh, a blessing in disguise because it opened the door for me to take that side hustle of styling and correspondent work that I was doing while working corporate and actually turn that into a full-fledged uh, job, being an entrepreneur. And so it's now going on almost four years since that has happened. And it's been awesome. I mean, I still have long, late hours, but <laughs> it's so much more fulfilling working for yourself and doing what I enjoy doing, affecting things. I feel like I'm affecting the world for for the better because I'm doing what I enjoy doing. I'm living a fulfilled life. And and even right after I ended up getting laid off from that position, that's when I booked the opportunity to work with E! News um, to cover Fashion Week. So it's like, how would I have been able to do that while working the corporate job and, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, it was a blessing in disguise. The, the opportunity just came uh, after that. And, um, yeah, it was definitely a, let me get the life that I want, you know, <laughs> like, because yeah. this one being ruled by somebody else is uh, not going to work. I'm no puppet. <laughs> That's a word right there. You know, that is really a word. Your gifts will make room for you, especially in like moments of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know, I often have that conversation with people here on, you know, the podcast. And I'm like, okay, so tell me what it was like. They're like, look, it was the best thing that happened to me. I'm sure it's scary when it happens. Um, And it's so interesting because I just survived a, a round of layoffs. And I was like, hmm, I was almost hoping that I got laid off. I was like, okay, this is my moment. This is my moment. I'm about to have one of those moments. Okay, my narrative is about to shift in this way. And yeah. I was like, okay, maybe not. God was like, okay, chill out. And I was like, I hear you. Um, but <laughs> I I appreciate stories like yours because they are so inspiring. Um, and it's a great reminder that you have everything that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, now you have been killing it. You know, you, you've given us a few humble brags, but I'm just going to go ahead and reach because you're originally from the rest, the West Coast, excuse me, and you are based in Charlotte and you are taking Charlotte by storm. Let me tell you all something. I was traveling to, I can't even remember where, and I sat down on American Airlines' plane and I reached in the seat back pocket. I sound like a, um, what you call it? What do you call it? A flight attendant. <laughs> and no, it wasn't an emergency, but I love reading the magazines. So I see this brown skin 
And I pull up the magazine and guess whose face was on the cover? I'll give you a second guess. Okay, you took too long. It was <laughs> Stacy's face. I was just like, what in the world? It was American Airlines, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, let me not be making this up. Right. <laughs> yes. So I was like, wait a second. I automatically took a photo and sent it to her like she didn't know this was happening, yeah. right? But I was just so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness, this is my Sora. I know I've met her. She's so dope. She's going to be on my podcast one day. This is lovely. Yeah. And I could, I, I could believe it, but I was so happy for you because look, Everything that you touch is gold. How did that opportunity come about? Uh, you know, hmm, I'm like trying to think back. Um, one of the writers had the writer writing the featured story. So that particular issue was on the city of Charlotte of American Airlines. And they were doing different city features. And the writer had reached out. And um, I had actually had an experience. Uh, experience working on an editorial with that writer years ago. And um, mm. I really contribute a lot of the things that happen as the effects of positive impact that I've made on somebody, you know, because it's mm-hmm. been, we don't, talk, we net we hadn't talked in forever. <laughs> so it's like the fact that if she's writing the story, she's thinking about these different iconic people within the city to share thoughts on the city insights style um, she reached out to me. There are other people that live here that work in the industry that are doing some awesome things. And the fact that she showed me really spoke to the fact that I probably had a positive impact on her when we had our experiences. And so, um, you know, of course, I, of course I was saying yes. <laughs> um, she didn't have any control over the cover, but, you know, I mean, my experience with taking a good photo, you know, <laughs> um, and so it was really cool. A really surreal moment to, um, when that issue came out to know all the people that were just like you that sent me on the plane selfies with the magazine, um, <laughs> to, a, a flight attendant that actually just knew she's like, she, she reached out on Instagram. She said, I know you need copies. So I went ahead and just pulled about 20 <laughs> for you and, hey, um, you and actually met her at a parking lot and, you know, picked up copies <laughs> and my mom was going down to the airport picking up copies. I mean, it was, it was hilarious, but um, it was really great that people were affected by it and it had a, you know, you just never know what just seeing a brown face on a magazine can do or mm-hmm. um uh, that opportunity actually opened up the door to me working uh, All-Star Weekend that was here. The stylists that were with, um, have been working with All-Star for the past 10 years, saw the magazine on their way here, reached out, and the gig was booked. So it's like, wow. you know, there's so many different wow. cool things that happened just from that article. And um, and so it was a really cool experience. But like I said, you know, I think I always attribute I mean, most of the work that I do is by referral. Um, the business that I've gotten mm-hmm. over the past four years has been by referral. So having that positive impact on somebody, making a good impression is so important to booking more work later on. So Right. And then just building those relationships that will propel you. That is yeah. so key, you know, just in life. 
both personally and professionally. And, you know, I kind of want to stay on Charlotte a bit because a lot of us um, in this media industry and those in fashion as well have to move um, to be, you know, closer to their industry or find work. I want to know from you, you know, what advice do you have for people who are looking to like relocate um, and, you know, be in a bustling area so that they can really maximize their opportunities? Yeah, I would say um, look at the city that you are in first, right? Because if you're not in a major metropolitan city, there probably is opportunity for you to become a bigger fish in a smaller pond. So I found mm. the opportunity to, uh, early on in my career to become the fashion editor of a magazine here. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I wasn't being paid the first year that I was working with them, but I'm like, you know what? The value of this is going to potentially get me to go and be a media, uh, get my media credentials for Fashion Week. Sure enough, it gave me the opportunity yeah. to be able to do that. And so um, you look at media, right, and being a fashion editor here versus the editor of any magazine in New York City, there are a million people that are in line (laughs) to get that particular gig. Um, So really utilizing the current community that you're in to build a resume so that you have something to present to those larger metropolitan cities. Like, have you been on there? Do you have magazine clippings, editorials that are published? Um, Have you covered this? Have you styled this? You know, if you've got a major league team in your city, you've got business. There are athletes <laughs> that you can style if you're interested in styling. Um, there are events that are happening that you can cover. And um, so really utilizing those networks and then also um, visit those other cities. So if they have events that are happening, you, you can network with folks that are doing things. That's really going to open up your network so that people there know who you are. Um, and mm-hmm. with us living in an internet time where there are no boundaries, <laughs> you can be noticed literally right. anywhere. So if you're presenting yourself and reaching out via LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, people are looking at these platforms. They're on these platforms. So people are accessible and you are accessible. So if you can put out online what you're doing, I mean, shoot, we even look at Issa Rae who started off doing right. stuff online YouTube. and now she's movies yeah. and you know and so uh, just positioning yourself to be noticed whether that's on the platform in your own community building your resume up and having something to present makes it so much more marketable um and so i i don't have to pay to live in in new york or la or you know whatever i can live here a plane ticket and i'm still booked for these different cities which is um based on building that network um, and building that social currency, right? That's what I like to call it. I love that. Oh my gosh, that is good information. And you know, I really wanted to be sure that we touched on that because sometimes people think about where they are as a hindrance or where they want to be as like a gold mine, and it can be the complete opposite. 
So I love that. It's, it's mainly about mindset, ambition, you know, and other different attributes. Oh, yeah. And you are like the perfect example of that. I love that. Um, also love Charlotte and I love how you are killing it yeah. there. Like every time I think of Charlotte, I'm like, okay, so what's going on? Oh, okay. Um, and you know, Charlotte is on the up and up. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like I'm in Charlotte every summer and I'm just like, Oh, can I, can I see myself here? Mm, cost of living. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but I just have this thing where I'm like, I am not trying to be single in the South, not in my thirties. I don't know what it is. Hey. Uh, Stacey, it's just my own, it's my own not thing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fine, own thing in my young men down here. In I, I know, I know. I went to school in North Carolina. I'm like, look, ooh, okay. Let me let me refocus. Clearly, I didn't took it down um, <laughs> another path. Right, right. We're on a different tour now. Um, but you've been able to build relationships, do the work, and be visible in ways that has really catapulted you in your industry and as a professional. Another drop, you've also been able to interview Oprah Winfrey. We know not to call her auntie. She doesn't want to be called auntie. <laughs> but you, you interviewed Oprah Winfrey, which is so many of our dreams. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Tell me about that moment, please. Yes. I mean, uh, I know she doesn't want to be called auntie, but she definitely makes you feel like you're a part of the family as soon as she comes in the room. Like her spirit is just so warm, you know, and that's just mm. why she's so good at what she does. Everybody feels like she is a part of their family or, you know, she is a sister, auntie, friend, you know, whoever. <laughs> and so, um, so it was great, you know. I mean, it is very intimidating to like stare down Oprah's eyes and ask her a question <laughs> uh, without feeling like she's judging you. But um, but <laughs> it was. I mean, it was great, you know. She was very organic in her response. Um, it was for the um, United New York College Fund's uh, Maya Angelou woman who lead luncheon. So it was great because she had that mm. relationship with Maya. Um, to talk to and her experiences with UNCF. And, uh, and so it was great. I mean, I didn't have a, a really long time with her, but I was one of two interviews that happened that day. And so it was such an honor to be able to represent UNCF um, and have the opportunity to interview her. You know, it's great. I could only imagine it being great. And I have to ask, have you manifested these moments? Are these things that you've prayed for, you dreamt of, and have always seen yourself doing? Uh, I would say that, you know, I constantly want to live that life of fulfillment. Like I said, happiness, fulfillment, life of light. And so every experience that I have, like I said, I try to leave that positive um, experience with people. And so it was a natural, anything that happens in the future ahead of today, I feel like happens on purpose because of something, mm. some domino effect that happened and created this awesome experience for me to have. And so, um, you know, with working with UNCF in the past, um, they, they just trusted me. They trusted that I would represent their brand well, that um, that I was able to deliver and it was just a natural progression. It just so happened that as I'm stepping, Oh, there's Oprah. Oh, you know, <laughs> who will come next year? <laughs> I don't know, but I would just keep on stepping. And so as I, I think it's when I stop, uh, 
walking in my purpose is when cool stuff's going to stop happening, you know, or when great experiences mm. are going to stop happening. So as long as I'm progressively walking forward and just moving in my gifts and my passions and, you know, amazing experiences will follow. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know if I could have imagined anything that I have, but I do know that I mm. want to um, work entertainment meet great people be on a um humanize those celebrities you know like be on a uh, a level of hey we're just you're another person and I'm another person and we're just having a conversation yeah. you know mm-hmm. versus uh making them so uh you know celebrity you know right. so, uh, with, with meeting Oprah with um Andre on tally, you know, I had a had to get a moment to myself to get it together with um, interviewing him. But just these are people, and so it's it's cool to have the opportunity to interview them um, in the midst of just doing what you love doing. Right, and in the essence of making sure you humanize everyone else as you interview them, what are some of the ways that you remain grounded as you do this work and as you continue to build your brand and people? recognize you as you know the Stacy Michelle uh how do I stay grounded I just try to stay me and like I said I think it helps to help build other people up you know um along the way with those interns like I said whether they're in high school or people looking to change their career go back to their passion um continuing to inspire other people around me um Mm. really helps me feel like I'm still connected. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, uh, nobody can tell me their passion without me trying to figure out who I know, what I can do, how I can make that flip. So you can do what you <laughs> love doing. And, um, and it's just, you know, part of being me is being that positive person, that passionate person, the person who's looking to have a good time and bring great energy to something. And so as long as I'm always doing that, then I'm being me and I can, stay true to who I am and when I try to be some the person you said you don't like to see the fashion girl who's not trying to have time for you or you know you're not good enough or you can't sit with us is when I I lose my connection and I'm not being me so um keeping great people around me doing things that I love traveling um just kind of keeps it keeps it ground I've got a great family too that supports so I that's so important Mm -hmm. so important and you know at some point in our lives we feel like we have it all figured out like oh life I got this at 25 oh at 30 at 93 (laughs) at 705 like we just have it figured out right Mm -hmm. um I have to ask have you ever felt like you've had life figured out and if so what advice would you give to younger Stacy? Oh yeah. I've always thought I had it figured out <laughs> at every point <laughs> in my life. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And it was certain circumstances that made me realize that wasn't my path or that's not what I should be doing. Um, but I, you know, I really would, the only advice that I would give my younger self would be to just keep on going. You're doing great. You're all like, you know, that encouragement because um, every experience that I've had along the way has really contributed to who I am 
today, whether that was mm. the positive stuff, the bad stuff, the breakups, the jobs that were lost, you know, it really built that um, personality, that tenacity, you know, like anything that that has that made me feel like I had it going on, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that was crushed down and I got back up, like all that just has empowered me to be who I am today. And so, you know, I, the only, I would just encourage my younger self to just keep on going, keep on trying, keep on failing, girl, you got it. Like take life by the reins and go. So. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So every stop on the tour, guests have a mic drop moment. This is when you leave it all center stage. You know, Obama out. Um, Obama out. And <laughs> Obama out, okay? Just drop the mic or sexual chocolate, whichever one you prefer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can do black tie or blue suit. Right. Um, whichever one you choose. Just don't choose the jerry curl. But <laughs> this is your opportunity <laughs> to leave it all on the stage. So I'm going to give you a second Think about your mic drop moment, what you want to leave with us. I'm sure it's going to be great. And then you can go ahead and drop the mic. Get out of the warm-up circle and get in the game. That is my mic drop because, you know, listening to this podcast, uh, going to workshops, focus groups, writing these passions in your journal, talking about it, you know, these dreams and aspirations are basically fairy tales if you don't actually actively try to do them and and take that step of getting in the game uh, taking that job opportunity working on that new project meeting up with that new person you know whatever that is for your life like get in the game and actually do it um we spend a lot of time warming up and getting prepared and making sure we're prepared and so we can't be prepared anymore like you're prepared you know position yourself to be ready Get the game, drop that sweatsuit, shoot up the jumper. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Mic drop. You know what? I don't have much to say. I mean, you just dropped the mic. Hey, hey. You know what? I just envisioned the cutest uh, basketball ensemble, too. I was like, okay. I almost ripped off the little detachable pants in my head, too, but I was going to keep it PG. (laughs) Um, That was incredible. Yeah, I, I like that. Get out the warm up circle and get in the game. Action! Oh Action. my goodness, For sure. Action! Stacy, you have been incredible. You have to tell people how they can stay um, or get and then stay connected with you. Yeah, I'm on all social media, mainly on Instagram. Um, yes, it's Stacy Michelle. Name Stacy S T A C E E. Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. Or you can visit me on my website at stacy-michelle.com. Lovely. You have been such a treat. I love, you know, following your journey. It is so inspiring. Make sure that you do follow her on Instagram because if you need to, you know, rejigger your timeline for 2020 and follow a dope black woman who is killing it in her industry, she is someone who you want to follow. Uh, Stacey, you know, I would, but we're not supposed to do that in public. Um, Right. (laughs) But you are, right. Let me be so protocol. But you are so 
dope. And I always have to tell you that because it's important. And I am so glad that you came on tour with me. This has been this has been incredible. Thanks for asking me to come on tour with you. You know, it's yes. just great. It's just great. And it's inspiring. And you know, I, ha- I have to say this publicly. So a year ago now, when this whole tour was in ideation and I was in my warm-up circle. I reached out to Stacy and I was like, Stacy, I'm doing this podcast. I really want you to be a part of it. And she was one of the first people who I spoke to and had my pre-show call with. And she was so encouraging. Um, and that is why your mic drop moment really resonates with me. And I have my detachable um, warm-up pants <laughs> that I'm ripping off because it is so important to have people in your circle who will encourage you, who will remind you to keep it moving, but also show up for you. So I'm so grateful that you, you know, with all the time that has passed, that you still decided to come on tour with me. That is a testament to who you are offline. Um, And like I said, we met two years ago. So this has been, you know, a text message here. I know. (laughs) Um, Like, comment and share, uh, reconnect at a different event. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've always been so gracious. So thank you for being who you are. And thank you for, you know, your support. And of course, for taking center stage. You know, it has been real. Be sure to stay connected with the Get My Life Tour on social media at the Get My Life Tour. You can connect with me at Lydia T. Blanco. Stay connected. Once this drops, send Stacy some love on social. Let her know what you think. Engage with her, you know, and really tune in to the dope things that she's doing as well. I look forward to having you on the next stop of the Get My Life Tour. It's been real. Peace. Mm-hmm.